Welcome to Found in Space, a science podcast for kids and teens. We are back for a new year with a wonderful question from Ellie, who asks, can stars join together to become a giant star? So this is really fun to imagine, right? Two stars coming together and then merging into an even bigger star. And the short answer is, Yes, we think this is possible. Now, there's some yes buts. So we need to look at what is a star, how does it form, and what are some of the possibilities of what could happen when stars do merge, and do we have examples? So let's start with what a star is. So from Earth, well, the star we're the most familiar with, of course, is the Sun. So that's the star that we see during the day when the part of the Earth we are on is facing towards it. And then there's the stars that we see at night. When we face away from the sun, we look out into the cosmos and we see thousands of points of light far, far in the distance. So we think that stars are these massive objects, meaning they're made of lots and lots of stuff. And the stuff that they're made of is mostly hydrogen. That's what most of the universe is made from, actually, is hydrogen. And stars have some helium in them as well, and little bits of all the other stuff. They've got bits of iron and oxygen and carbon and things like that. And gravity has pulled these masses together. Now, the more stuff you have in one spot, the strong gravity is. That, that force that's holding us down to Earth right now, Earth's made of a lot of stuff, right? It's got a lot of mass to it, so Earth has a lot of gravity. While stars are made of way, way more stuff than the Earth. So there's a lot of gravity, and the more gravity, the heavier and heavier the material becomes. And so with the star, at the center of these giant balls of material, of these gases, hydrogen and helium, it becomes so, so, so hot that those materials get smashed together. And when those atoms smash together, they can release energy. So we might end up with hydrogen. The typical star is taking hydrogen and turning it into helium as it's smashing that hydrogen together. And then some other stars as they get later on in their life, they might actually start to fuse. That's what we're talking about when we say smashing together. They're going to fuse heavier and heavier elements together. But when it does, when it smashes those elements together, when it fuses them, it releases some energy. And that's the energy that we actually end up seeing as starlight or sunlight, right? The sun, the light reaching us from the sun is starlight. And that also is gonna heat up the star and keep it really, really hot. So we have these glowing balls of material out there. Now stars, they are all way, way more massive. They're way bigger than Earth, but some stars are bigger than other ones. And the more material a star is made out of, the hotter it can get, right? Because gravity is squeezing down and making it hotter and hotter and hotter. So it will fuse and go through all of its fuel way faster than if a smaller, lower mass star like the sun was fusing. So the lower the mass the star is, the longer and longer it will survive for. And so for stars like the sun, they last for billions and billions of years. 
but really, really massive stars, they will run out of fuel in only millions or just tens, hundreds of millions of years. And I know to us, that sounds like a really long time, but for a star, that's not so long. But here's a question. What happens to the star when it runs out of fuel to fuse? When it's taken all of the material at its center at its core and turned it into heavier and heavier and heavier elements until it can't do that anymore. Well, if the star is massive enough, then when it runs out of that material, it will collapse in on itself. It'll smash in on itself and then explode outwards. And that's what a supernova is, is when the star implodes and it explodes outwards and it throws the material that the star was made out of out into space. And then eventually that material will get pulled back together and form new stars, which is really cool. So it's a process. Stars are born from the remains of older stars. So stars like the sun, this had to have happened multiple times. So it's kind of fun to think that the sun had a parent and a grandparent star and maybe a great, great grandparent and so on. So if the star gets too massive, it will go supernova at the end of its life and turn into either a neutron star, which will be more typical, or a black hole. So that's how some black holes are made. But it has to get massive enough for that to happen. If it's a little star like the sun, when that runs out of fuel, instead of exploding, it will turn into a special object that we call a white dwarf. And so that's basically a really, really dense hot ball of mostly carbon. So essentially a giant glowing ball of carbon or diamond in the sky. I love it. It's just like the song, Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star, right? How I wonder what you are, like a diamond. So it's funny that just that little rhyme ended up being so true. <laughs> okay, so we've been talking about how stars die. Now this is important because if stars do get really close to each other, well, gravity is going to pull them together, right? So let's say you have two little stars like the sun and they come together they fall together well they're gonna merge like two balls of clay into an even bigger ball well now that it's bigger and more massive that means it's gonna get hotter at the center right and so that means it's gonna start fusing faster and faster so the more massive the star is the sooner that star will die and push its material out into the surrounding space that'll eventually become a new star. So when stars merge, it's gonna shorten the life of that star. If the two stars that merged were really massive, they were big enough stars, then when they merge together and they die, because again, it goes faster and faster, the bigger the star, the faster it'll die, it might actually turn into a black hole, which would be really exciting. So we actually have some examples of stars and things that used to be stars 
that we think are actually merged stars. So one of the first examples are the blue stragglers in globular clusters. So blue straggler um, are type of stars that we find in these special places in space called globular clusters. So I want you to imagine for a moment the Milky Way and other big galaxies like that. Right? Big galaxies are these huge collections of stars and clouds of gas and dust and black holes and planets and gravity's holding all of this together and it's all swirling around together, held together by gravity. So you could think about them as kind of like islands in space, but there's lots and lots of empty space between galaxies. And then you have areas with galaxies where there's a lot of stuff happening. So globular clusters are like balls of stars that are in clumps together. And usually we're talking in the tens of thousands of stars that are really close to each other. And they're like little mini galaxies going around bigger galaxies. So the Milky Way, we have about 150 or so globular clusters going around us. And these are really cool. Actually, there's some of them that you can see if you go somewhere really dark, that you can see with your own eye without using a telescope. And when you look at them, because you're looking at them from really, really far away, they'll just kind of look like a fuzzy star. But if you get a telescope out and you look at them with that better resolution, you'll start to see that it's not one star, it's thousands and thousands of stars clumped together. Now, what's special about these stars is that almost all of them are the same age. They were made at the same time. Now, there's a few of them though that we'll find in there that are blue and they look much more massive and they look a lot younger than the other stars. And we figured out that this is probably because two or maybe even more of these stars in the globular cluster merged together. And when they merged together, they became a bigger star that got hotter and hotter, which is why it was burning brighter and bluer than these other ones. And so eventually those ones will go through their life and end up turning into a neutron star, or probably even a black hole. Okay, so we've got blue stragglers. We also have these really cool objects called TZO, or Thorn Zitzkau objects. And what we think these are is that these are big red giant stars that had a neutron star nearby. Now remember, a neutron star is a type of dead star. It's not fusing anymore. It's kind of like our white dwarf, but it's more massive than that. So it's like a husk of a star. And the neutron star has gotten so close to the red giant that it's all actually been swallowed by the red giant. It's gone in side of the red giant. Now, eventually, the red giant will probably go supernova, and the two of them together will have enough mass that they'll turn into a black hole. And we've spotted a few objects that we think really, really far away from Earth. We have found these in the small and large Magellanic clouds, so quite far away from us, that these might be, we found these objects that might actually be TZOs. Now, much closer to home, 
We have one more example for today. Have you heard of the star Betelgeuse? Yeah, this is a favorite star. This is one of my very favorite stars. We talked about it recently, I think. And this is one that is great for viewing this time of year. You can see it really well from most places in the world in January. Betelgeuse is part of the constellation of Orion. It's the big, bright red star that looks like it's the shoulder of the giant. Now, this is one that we've been watching for a while, and it's been really active recently. And astronomers are hoping that we might get to see it go supernova in our lifetime. And if it did, it would be amazing to see. It's far enough away that we would be totally safe here on Earth. It would just look like this beautiful, bright explosion in the sky. And it might be so bright, you'd even be able to see it during the day. It would be incredible. But one of the things that we suspect, so we're not sure, but we think that maybe Betelgeuse might have had a small companion star. So a star that was close to it, low mass, and it was so close to Betelgeuse that we couldn't really see it because we could just see the bright light of Betelgeuse and that this star may have fallen in to Betelgeuse and become part of this star, which would be pretty interesting if that was the case. Now we need to study it more, but if that's the case, that was just right next door, cosmically speaking. All right, so this is such a fun topic. It let us explore a lot of different ideas, like what stars are, how some of them die, and a few actual objects in our galaxy and in our neighboring galaxies. So Ellie, thank you so much for this wonderful question. And thank you everyone for sending your questions in. We've got some great questions coming up that some of you have sent in over the past month while we were taking our holiday break. And so I cannot wait to jump into those questions for all of you. And thank you for all of you listening on the podcast. Thank you for hanging out, learning about space and science together. Feel free to have your grown-ups send your questions in. And I hope you all have dark skies and remember to stay curious. <laughs>